following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino casino.com and download that eagle access app tuesdays on the huge radio network are presented by the incredible soren eagle casino and resort in mount pleasant michigan We are back live across Michigan, hour number three on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to our free online stream weekdays at three. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Just joining us, we talked to Chris Ballas about Michigan's win at Nebraska. We looked ahead to the game at Minnesota. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, went through the checklist of what's going on right now on and off the field connected to MSU football. Keith Langloy, Pistons.com, that roster looks pretty darn good. They could be a playoff team this year. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider in a few moments. Lions are a 10-point favorite at home against Carolina. Carolina's defense is enough to keep it close. I just love the Lions story right now. When you watch the rest of the NFL, and I'm serious, uh, Buffalo at home, is, and you saw what they did to the Finns. But when you look at the Lions at their best, and that would be at Green Bay, at Kansas City, they look as good as... Anybody this side of the Niners, maybe, in the NFL. And that's not hyperbole. Let's go talk to a guy who talks about the Lions and also is the radio voice of your Michigan football team, Doug Karsh, radio guy down in Detroit. He's standing by. How you doing, my man? Good, huge. I'm uh, actually walking to Schembechler Hall. It's <laughs> right nice. Now. Yeah, I, you know, from that game last Saturday night, uh, like I, the first thing I tweeted out afterwards was they look like the number two team in America. And without breaking down everything that happened, they looked dominant. It was on the road. It was 95 degrees. They, they just look like a team that could end up as the best in the country. Yeah, I mean, if you look at all the teams at the top, they all kind of have performances where they look like they're worthy and look like they have a chance. And on any given Saturday, there's five or six teams in there that, you know, wow, maybe they're the best team in the country. And obviously Michigan's in that conversation. But, you know, the one thing I've discovered in doing the 16 years of sidelines and now the second year in play-by-play is that the coaches, they see all the flaws. They see the flaws in wins. They see the flaws and losses, but they're so focused on just winning that when they beat East Carolina, you know, 30 to six, and it doesn't look like a piece of art, they're not as concerned about that. They just want to win the game. And the other thing is, ask yourself how many times you see Michigan go over the top this year. 
And it's really just the one time, the one throw to Cornelius Johnson on the flea flicker against Bowling Green. So the bottom line is here, I don't think they're anywhere close to what they can be and what they will be. And really, when when you look at close to it, I like the way you saw Johnson, you saw Clemens, you saw offense we didn't see in the first three games because they didn't have to go there. It was Nebraska, a game they were a, a big favorite in. You look at that schedule right now, and really outside of the finishing three, and we don't know if Maryland is legit. Posters don't think so, and not putting them in the top 25. It comes down to the two games we talked about all offseason, most in the media, most Michigan fans at Penn State and Ohio State at home. Do you, well, let me ask you, do you think Maryland's legit? I don't. You know, I, I, again, I, I don't. I got to get away from the uh, to a family factor. I, I just don't know. I get, we'll find out this weekend against Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. I actually think they're legit. I think that they got a little sloppy in their game in, in East Lansing, but that's a real, real talented quarterback and you know they got some players on defense Bo Braid is one of the better safeties I've seen and Hemby's a great running back so I mean I guess we'll find out a little bit more but yeah that last three game stretch for Michigan at Penn State at Maryland at Ohio State is going to be a huge challenge for them and now you know the schedules it is what it is but they'll have to earn it in the end and I'm sure they've kind of you know talked about getting better each week. I think going on the road has been a good thing for them. I've, I've never been around a constellation of Michigan players like this. But the last three seasons, this one included, being on the road seems to bring out the best in them. Huge. I mean, they usually when I was there on the sidelines and they're jumping around at Wisconsin and they're dancing to Thunderstruck at Nebraska. They just seem to love that stuff and. It's tough to win on the road, but this team seems to have the right mentality. This group of players, everybody talks the game about how great it is to go on the road, but it's hard to actually do. In conference play, when you look at it, uh, Columbus and at Lincoln, uh, it's tough to argue against where Michigan football is at as two-time defending Big Ten champion, two times uh, back-to-back, that is, in the college football playoff. And McCarthy, the way he's throwing the ball, it's almost too hard, like, I'm watching it on TV, Douglas, and I'm going, oh, God, this guy just has – he's throwing it like John Elway. Well, that rollout touchdown he had where he was rolling to his left as a right-handed quarterback and then to deliver the strike that he did mm. to Roman Wilson. I was watching that play develop because we're up high. And you're looking into the end zone, and you're like, well, Roman's got a half a step there. So this is a really small window, and J.J. on the move – fit it in there perfectly and you know they don't they don't he he typically doesn't play fourth quarters and he they don't really show much of a deep passing game yet but they didn't last year either and then what happened when they played Ohio State they threw it over the top four separate times which got them two touchdowns uh, a goal-to-goal situation and a pass interference so you know he's not going to put up monster numbers but he makes enough throws you mentioned Darius Clemens earlier. That throw he made to Clemens over the middle, huge. Mm. That was an impressive one uh, to a guy that, again, he wasn't running wide open. Although I think Clemens is a player to watch. An emerging talent, finally healthy. Jim Harbaugh says the burst is back, and he envisions him, his ceiling being a Nico Collins kind of player. I mean, he's got a ways to go, obviously, but that would certainly be useful on a team that is looking for a third and fourth target at the wide receiver spot. 
Doug Karsh, voice of Michigan football, radio guy when it comes to sports down in Detroit, joining us here on the huge shell across Michigan. Well, what player has impressed you the most where maybe you didn't see him this good this quick on that Michigan roster? I know you just mentioned Clemens. That's a small sample size, but who would it be, Doug, that could help them win at Penn State, win at Maryland, beat Ohio State? Who would be in that group? Kenneth Grant, I think, would be near the top of the list. Um, you know, a couple of years ago when he, well, I guess it was the beginning of last year when Jim Harbaugh referred to a player that was a gift from the football gods. He was talking about him. He was talking about Mason Graham in the middle of that, that defensive line. But Kenneth Grant said that he had to drop weight, credit the nutrition staff. And what it's led is it's led to him more than anything else being able to play more plays. And that is shown in the first, first few weeks. And when Graham got hurt, a lot more was asked of him, and he has come through with flying colors. I mean, not only the interception last week, but the you know the disruption in the middle of the defensive line. A huge he was leading the way on on Mikey Sanristel's pick six two weeks ago. You know, the big fella at three forty, and Jim Harbaugh had a great line about him being three hundred forty pounds. He said he's three hundred forty. Sometimes he's a little bit more. Sometimes he's a little bit more. <laughs> so he's trying to keep it at 340 is what it sounds like. But dropping that weight has allowed him to play more snaps, and they've needed it with the injuries up front. Doug, I know you're busy, man. Enjoy your time inside Shem Beckler Hall. Keep up the great work with Jansen. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, huge. All right, Doug Carr is checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line, talking some Michigan football. How about this quote from uh, Izzo? I shared it from Graham Couch's uh, Twitter feed. Izzo says he feels more of a weight to give MSU fans something to enjoy and be excited about given what's happening with football. Quoting Izzo from Graham Couch's tweet from the Lansing State Journal, I'm not excited that I feel that way, but I'm proud I get the opportunity. Hmm. Also, what's trending at Huge Show on Twitter, Jeff Risden tweeted out all five Lions starting offensive alignment or offensive alignment appear to be back. That's really bad news for the Panthers. Mm. J Mo, how much they got to use J Mo on Sunday? Superfly's going to the game. Is that, you want me to mention it now? You, your dad, your family, they all get together. You said they'd do the Tigers-Lions double dip. There was a Wings preseason game downtown, but when you got a roulette table and blackjack, the Hayes family puts sports aside. So it's Hammer and Hank, it's you, it's brother-in-law Andy, who ironically didn't want to golf this weekend. Went down in Detroit. Flashback to his 142 on 18. Was that in North Kent? Yeah, 142 on 18. Cards for Nick Lipinski, the owner for the North Kent Golf Course in Rockford, says carts were backed up all the way to Howard City. When brother-in-law Andy fired up the 142 on 18. That is... Uh, is that like seven a hole, right? Every single hole? 
Is it more? Am I doing bad math? Which wouldn't be the first of doing bad math. I also saw a tweet about the high at public universities in America. When you look at the pay scale, and then Mel Tucker was in like the top six in the country in college football, that his actual compensation was over $10 million a year. $10 million. Ten, like 10.1. And I think they count salary or if you get use of a jet or whatever it is, right? Ten million. Wow. Also, I told you that the Wolverine.com, Chris Ballas joined us earlier. It looks like Michigan is going to get Washington, USC, and UCLA next year. Mm. With reportedly, and again, Ballas said that he believes his sources that it will come true that USC will be at the big house. That includes the games they have circled that Big Ten teams are allowed to keep Michigan State and Ohio State. Now, do the schools have to mutually agree? That's one thing i got to ask Ballas the next time he's on. For you to say, hey, we want to do a circle game, do both schools have to say, yeah, we're good for it? I would think, Right. I mean, you're Michigan State. I, I have to be honest. And again, with this new schedule and what's going on, wouldn't you want to get away from Michigan? And like, who would you like as your circle games? Can we have Northwestern and Purdue? So Ballas did tell us an hour and a half ago on the show that the new schedule should be released any day now. Think about what the Big Ten is adding. Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA. Literally, three of those teams, Oregon, Washington, and UCLA, or not UCLA, I'll go USC, could be national champions this year. As I mentioned earlier, whoever was in charge of trying to get a TV deal done in the Pac-12 with all that great talent you have in that conference right now and you could not get a deal done and your conference imploded and was raided and teams ran for the best deal they could get, including Stanford and Cal to the ACC. Wow. Now, granted, Caleb Williams won't be there next year for USC. I know the names, if you're a Michigan fan, from that Wolverine, thewolverine.com story. Michael Penix Jr. is gone, right? Nix is gone. Caleb Williams is gone. So those games look really big. And Ballas said that Texas more than likely will keep the game because they got to pay $3 million to get out of it. And that could be Arch Manning. Coaching the Longhorns next year. We did roll out our McDonald's of Michigan. Huge question of the day with Matt Shepard. Five years as a Tigers TV play-by-play voice and face. His contract wasn't renewed. 
Tigers will go in a different direction. I, I don't think it's an indictment on Shep, and I don't care about Twitter trolls and what they said. Like, like I mentioned a couple times today, if you're a business decision maker, if you're in charge of overseeing anybody, if you're a family member, if you're a mom, a dad, a school teacher, a coach, before you take anything from Twitter as the truth, make sure you can find out exactly if that Twitter account and that person behind it is real. I think Dan Dickerson, either with Dirks or Gibby or whatever it is, they will do a simulcast on TV and radio. That seems to be a trend that's coming in Major League Baseball. Why? You save money. Really, you save money. And let's be honest, Dan Dickerson is a better play-by-play voice than Matt Shepard. And that's not an indictment on him. There are at least one or two people who are better than me in America at doing a sports talk show. And I understand that. I know my packing order. If you want to answer our McDonald's of Michigan, huge question of the day, by the way, check out the saucier, tastier, juicier Big Mac. I love what they've done. They haven't changed it. It's just better. You can find your best burger on the board at your local McDonald's all across Michigan. The question is, who is your all-time favorite TV baseball play-by-play voice and face? TV, play-by-play, not color, not radio. I'm talking TV. You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-838. Four eight four three. That's one eight six six eight three eight. Huge. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day only at SoaringEagleCasino.com. It's probably good that Michigan State's beleaguered football team, and I include the coaches with the players in this, have a bye week to just kind of catch their breath. They probably feel they could have won the last two games against Maryland and Iowa had they not made the numerous mistakes that they did make during the games. But now what happens moving forward? The next game is on the road a week from Saturday at Rutgers, a team currently with a 4-1 record. If the Spartans lose that game, more than likely they'll finish with a losing season. They got three losses now with Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State ahead. So can they win the other four games and finish 6-6? But there's a lot to be determined about personnel moving forward with the next game a week from Saturday at Rutgers. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. 
All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoarinEagleCasino.com. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort, will join us coming up here in about 20 minutes. Frank Schwab, national columnist for the NFL. On the Lions, best teams in the NFC. Where do the Lions rank? We'll talk to him in a moment. First, let's go to Maureen Kentwood listening on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station. You're on the huge show across Michigan. Huge. How you been, man? Hey, Mo. So, look, my my TV announcer, and maybe you can appreciate this, maybe not my all-time favorite, but definitely a great memory back in the day when I was a kid, and if you remember, Huge, if you were lucky enough to have cable, you'd have that box that slid left to right, you know, and had like 24 channels or whatever. But it it was it was Harry Carey and Jimmy Pearsall doing White Sox games. And the seventh inning stretch was always sponsored by Falstaff Beer and Chicken Unlimited. You remember them days, Huge? Man, I'd say Harry Carey was... I, he wasn't the best play-by-play guy, but he was the most entertaining broadcaster. I think when you look at baseball, uh, there's he been was like nobody. The Kevin Matthews of Major yeah, League Baseball. It was. You know what that you know, Kevin, the 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 legendary Chicago and West Michigan broadcaster. Uh, he is one of the greatest uh, ever. Thank you, uh, Mo and Kent, with listening on ninety six one. The Kmart flagship station. Yeah. 
with, with Matt Shepard and his relationship with the Tigers ending after five years as the TV play-by-play voice and face of the Tigers, I threw out our McDonald's of Michigan huge question of the day. Who's your all-time favorite TV baseball play-by-play guy? Vin Scully. Was it Vin Scully and Joe Garagiola? I think it was. Al Michaels, like I said earlier, hockey, baseball, football. I, I don't know if anybody did it better. Let's go talk about the National Football League. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL columnist. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Lions, if, right now in the NFC, if we had the Schwab power poll, where would you put the Lions at four games in? Well, I do power rankings, so uh, it's a it's an easy question if I can remember where I put them. Uh, I actually had them seventh this week. Had them below 49ers, Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Dolphins. I think you could start talking about them after the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, I know the Lions beat them, so maybe you talk about them before the Chiefs. Maybe you say, hey, they've both got the same record, and one has a road win against the other. So, But we're talking at very low seven. Like, you can't get them any lower than seven. You could get them as high as four, I think. I don't think you can get them above 49ers, Bills, Eagles. But you start to talk about them versus the Chiefs, them versus the Cowboys, them versus the Dolphins. I think it's a a fair uh, argument to say, you know, yeah, they should be ranked ahead of any of those teams. We're talking about the Lions being a top-seven team in the NFL unquestioned. I think that's pretty pretty darn good for given uh, given how much Lions fans have suffered through the years. Yeah, I I agree. And it all comes down to... Really, the rest of the season and what you can do on the road, I think the road really defines how good a team is in any sport at any level, high school, college, and pro. And I just look at uh, Lions winning at Arrowhead, winning uh, at Lambeau. And I said it during the offseason, if they could find a way to get multiple playoff games at home at Ford Field, it is not crazy. That could be a path to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it isn't crazy. And... It's hard because the 49ers look so good, and the Eagles are so good. I know they haven't played great yet, but we all know that they're going to be just fine. Even the Cowboys, their defense has been unbelievable. So you start to say, I mean, can you envision the Lions going and 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 beating the 49ers. Well, if they have them at home, maybe. I mean, it at least gives them a shot. If, if the 49ers are losing you know, a few games here, the Lions keep rolling. And I, look, the Lions are off to an incredible start. I thought Thursday night was just a statement game. They destroyed the Packers. I mean, if the Lions can't win the division this year, it's just never going to happen. Never. Like, I mean, why, if not now, when? I mean, it, it is right there in front of them. The loss to the Seahawks is even aging well. Seahawks have won three in a row now. They're a pretty good team. So, yeah, I mean, the, Lions are, the Lions are legit. And, you know, I mean, there, there's probably some questions after they lost to the Seahawks. Oh, is it the same old Lions, this and that? It's not. This is, this is a, a, a good football team on offense. The defense is obviously much improved. Just a very, very good football team. Who's your biggest surprise right now in the NFL and who would be on the other end of the spectrum as Frank Schwab's biggest disappointment? I, I think the biggest surprise has to be the Buccaneers at this point. Uh, I mean, they're 3-1, and one, and maybe that's a little uh, yeah, a little fraudulent. That, but they did just go on the road and, and beat the Saints, who I think everybody would assume is the best roster in the NFC South, right? So 3-1, the only losses to the Eagles. Were a lot, the Eagles are going to beat just about everybody to play this year. So... I think the Buccaneers have to be, uh, you know, that team. And I don't think there's any question that the Bengals are the biggest disappointment. Like, it just how 
How, how could they not be? I mean, if you're doing that question of who's your biggest surprise in a negative way, if your answer is not the Bengals, I, you're just trying too hard to be different. I mean, nobody saw the Bengals being this bad. And I wrote about it in Powering in the morning that the, the problems the Bengals have aren't fixable, really. Like, I mean, maybe they do get better just because they do have a lot of talent, but you look at some of the stuff that they're going through, and I really don't know how to get out of this, this uh, you know, spiral there. And it's a, it's a pretty bad situation the Bengals are in right now. Is it more based on Burrow maybe not being healthy or just other issues? I mean, you go back and you look. You look at the Titans game, especially. I remember rewatched that a couple times. It's it, the first thing that's wrong with them is not Burrow. It's the offensive line. The offensive line is terrible. The offensive line is just awful. They can't block anybody. They came out against the Titans, and very clearly, the coaching staff just wanted to get the ball out of Burrow's hands. Now, that might be injury-related, and that's dictating their play calling. So there's a lot of one-step drops, three-step drops. So the ball's just coming out like three-yard passes, three-yard passes. Burrow was still hurried on seven of his first ten dropbacks, despite having basically one-step drops. It's, it was it just amazing to watch. And then when the offensive line can't block, Burrow can't get out of the way. He can't move. So that's when the injury shows up. And so offensive line can't block. Burrow can't get out of the way, can't buy any more time. That means nothing is going downfield. They're literally, aside from Carolina, really, the worst deep passing team of football right now. And we know the Bengals. The Bengals are get the ball to chase 30 yards downfield, get the ball to T. Higgins all the way downfield. There's none of that in their offense now. Because their offensive line's got awful and broke can't move. So how's it going to get fixed? I, I just, it's a bad, bad scene for the Bengals right now. They just, there's, there's no explosive plays in their offense. And this, you know, three yard dink and dunk is just not who they are. How about Miami? Who are they? Uh, you go from scoring 70 against a god awful Denver team to uh, close to 50 giving up against Buffalo at Buffalo. Buffalo's still one of the toughest places to play in the NFL. I, I think Buffalo looks for real. I'm, I'm not going south on a 3-1 and one Miami team, but I don't know if they're best in the NFL contenders. Yeah, I think the, the, the Dolphins are a very good team. Is not as good as the Buffalo Bills. That's uh, and that, that, right. that stinks. They're in the same division, right? But that's kind of where I'm at with the Dolphins. I, I mean, I listened all last week, all the Dolphins hype, and I was like – teammate still ain't good as Buffalo. I don't care that they just put 70 on the Broncos who are terrible, but the the Bills are still the team to beat in that division, and they showed that clearly. Um, the Bills are a very, very good football team, and, they, and we forgot how good they were. They were amazing last year. They just had a really bad playoff loss, but they were a heck of a football team last year. They lost the week one against the Jets. Minus four in turnovers, and they still barely lose an overtime on a punt return. It didn't really throw me off the scent that the Bills are a good football team. And, and over the last three weeks, they have been absolutely dominant. Yeah, so I, I just I don't really think less about the Dolphins. I just think they're one of the top you know, seven or eight teams in football that's just not as good as one of the other teams in our division. I'm having a tough time looking at some of the analytics connected to where the Lions are at right now at 3-1, and one, atop the NFC North by a game over the Packers and two games over Minnesota and three games over the Bears. 74.6% chance of winning the division, 88% chance of the playoffs. We are talking about the Detroit Lions. 
That's amazing, isn't it? That's, wow. When you say 74%, I mean, honestly, yeah. when you say 74%, my first thought is it's too low. Like, I get it. Like, things can happen. The Packers aren't dead. Like, they could get on a run and all that. But, you know, you watch Lions play, you watch the rest of the division play, and you just – it's only four games. There's a long way to go. But you do say – the Lions are unquestionably the best team in this division. Unquestionably, and they already got the road win in hand against the Packers, who I think are the only team that's really going to, you know, contend with them. Yeah, I mean, it is credit to credit to the Lions for everything they've done. That, that Matthew Stafford trade is one of the rare. It might be the biggest win-win trade in sports history if you think about it. Like, and the Rams aren't. aren't taking it back. They won a Super Bowl out of it, but look at all the things the Lions got. They have just built that roster up so well, and it just feels like a team that's going to get better, too. I mean, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to become a player later in the season, not just a, a kind of a bit player. He gets a few touches a game. Jameson Williams going to affect that offense in a positive way. Whether he's a great player or not, his speed, you've got to account for it. So, the Lions team is not only playing well, it's, it's going to get better as the season goes on, I think. One thing I do love about those analytics that I looked at Bears have a 0% chance at winning the division, and they have a minus 10% chance. I didn't even know those numbers could go the other way. They have a minus 10% chance the Chicago Bears do of making the NFL playoffs. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, they are. Who the Bears are bad. My goodness. That, that coach is going to get fired at some point. The, I don't know if the GM is going to be around. The only light for them at the end of the tunnel is probably having the first pick of the draft. But even then, I think, you know, anybody who knows the Bears history of quarterbacks kind of says to themselves, they're not going to screw up Caleb Williams, too, are they? That That's just not fair. Like we we deserve to see Caleb Williams succeed in the NFL. I saw him live. I, I went to USC Colorado on Saturday, and, and Caleb is the truth. But the Bears have gone seven decades without a good quarterback, and that's not just coincidence. So hopefully the one thing the Bears don't screw up is Caleb Williams. I hope they get that right. You know, there was some of that crazy talk last summer. I do remember where some were saying, well, they should trade Justin Fields now while they could get something for him. And what they're trying to do, and it reminds me of what I've seen a lot with running quarterbacks over the years in the NFL, Frank, that you try and make a quarterback somebody they're not, right? Right. That's what I see with Fields right now. really did. Absolutely. First couple games, I mean, they're they're trying to turn him into a pocket guy, and he's just not that. It just takes away what he does well. you got to play to his strengths, and this coaching staff is just incapable of that. This is a bad, this is a bad coaching staff. They, they should not have been hired. They should not still have their jobs, honestly. I mean, it, it, it's at a point where you're just ruining a franchise, you know, trotting this out every week, and... Yeah, I, I, I was fully on board with the Bears need to use that first pick and a trade down. And they need to give Justin Fields a year. Like, we saw some good things last year. Can he progress in his third year? And the answer is honestly, not really. I mean, he did have a good game, but it was the Broncos. They can't cover anybody or tackle anybody either. So you're probably to the point where you're, you've probably thrown in a towel on Justin Fields unless he has a really good final 13 games of the season, which is possible. He's still a young guy. But. I thought they played it exactly how they should have. Give Fields another year. Carolina Panthers gave up a ton to come and get the first pick. It's not like Bryce Young looks all that great. So, I, and now you're in position. Hey, if you, if you stink, you're going to get a position to get a good quarterback. And here the Bears are, probably easily, because they have the Panthers pick, too, the front runners to get the first pick of the draft. Frank Schwab, uh, one of the best when it comes to going inside the NFL, Yahoo.com national columnist, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the huge show across Michigan. Frank, always appreciate the football conversation. Absolutely, I appreciate it, too. All right, Frank Schwab. I think he's based in Denver. That's why I could pop up and see Colorado and USC. 
Now, if you miss any of our huge opinions, interviews, hours, full shows, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Simple and easy. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. And Superfly tells me he's rolling out the promo big time in the Beat Huge Contest. $1,500 in cash, courtesy of Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, one of America's top accounting and business firms. All you have to do is try and beat my pro football picks, and the more weeks you beat me, the more chances you'll have to win that $1,500 in cash. Now, the Thursday night NFL games are freebies. You have until Sunday morning to play for free every week at thehugeshow.net. You can do that through the big game in February. Just get your picks in. Remember, Thursday night game is a freebie. Get them in by Sunday morning, and you could win that $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. What are you looking for in a career? What are you looking for in your pursuit of happiness and satisfaction? Let's answer those questions by answering this one. What are you? If you're selfless, courageous, dedicated, disciplined, and humble, your happiness and satisfaction may be in a new career in law enforcement. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org today or simply walk into your local police department and start the conversation. You may find the answer to all of your questions. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All you have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. Tracy, over to you for weather. Oh, the sun must be shining, Dave, because the 7 for 7 sale is back at Meyer. Mix or match hundreds of items like Meyer frozen vegetables, Campbell's condensed soup, and body armor sports drink. Pick any 7 for just $7. There's a strong chance of saving with the same quality Meyer deals in-store or online. Back to you, Dave. Sounds great, Tracy. Deals so good. You've just got to talk about them. Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. 
still talk to the fun governor, Tim McCullough, from the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. He's standing by. They have a huge promotion happening at Soren Eagle in October. Great indoor shows. Uh, Send Sportsbook and Nightclub, the go-to live sporting destination in Michigan, and so much more. How you doing, Timmy? Man, I'm having a great day, Bill. I'm you know, happy to be uh, yapping with you and uh, all your listeners. All right, so what's going on at Soren Eagle? Oh, man, as you know, everything. Farewell Tour, Foreigner, uh, that's happening October 21st. It's a Saturday night. Foreigner. You know, I, uh, you know, they always say the farewell tour. I, I hope it's not, but uh, that's what they're saying. So you better get to it if you want to check out uh, Foreigner one last time, October 21st. In Practical Jokers, you know, we got uh, two times there that happened October 27th. There's a 7 p.m. show, and there's also a 10 p.m. show. You're not going to want to miss those guys. Uh, they're great at what they do. They're even better live. And then, of course, Fright Night, our Halloween party. It's so much fun. you got to come out and celebrate Halloween with us. That goes down the 28th of October. 9 p.m., $1,000 for the scariest costumes. Uh, you're talking about the most realistic costumes, the best 80s slasher themes, all the great stuff. We're going to have the DJ, all the fun, but more importantly, a chance to win $1,000 in premium play, first place winners in each category. Uh, and this is uh, this is going to be a great night, so make sure you come on and be part of that. Very excited about uh, that one, Bill. Uh, Halloween's my jam. So uh, make sure everybody comes out. November 10th, Chris Tucker. November 17th, The Hunts, The Mail Review. Ken John will be in the house. November 18th, bringing the funny. Wheel of Fortune Live. That's going to be a whole lot of fun on our stage inside the entertainment hall. November 24th, December 1st. Clint Black. Clint Black with Josh Green. Boom! He got it! Touchdown! That's it. And check this one out. This is one of my favorites right here because uh, this is how I roll. Jay Leno with a very special guest, Arsenio Hall, December 8th. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and this is cool right here. December 3rd, the Rock and Rum Holiday Bash. That's going to be uh, one hell of a dime. You know, it's one of those uh, dating and dining. You come out, you drink the rum, you got the food, you got the great music. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so make sure you come out for uh, the Rock the Rum. And then, of course, Ken G, December 10th at Soaring Eagle, uh, and he's always a, a good time. If you haven't had a chance to see Kenny, uh, he's great to see live. And then uh, those promotions you're talking about, uh, one of my favorites uh, this month, Bang for the Buck. That's right, October from 5 to 11 a.m. It has a great ring to it. Uh, what you get to do is you get to win your share of $100,000 in cash and prizes every hour from 5 to 11. One lucky access member will be drawn to win $2,000 in a cash. And then on October 28th, October 28th, we're giving away a two-night, three-day hunt for one, plus a guest at the Double D Ranch, along with a 2023 Polaris Ranger XP 1000 North Star Edition uh, from Rutgers uh, Motorsports. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a big game ranch, and uh, I've been out there, and I'll tell you what, they got elk, they got buffalo, they got all kinds of great stuff, M- many of whitetail, and so you're not going to want to miss that. If you're a hunter, this is going to be the promotion for you. Uh, so remember, bang for the buck, and then, uh, you know, uh, you, hopefully you go to the double D. Maybe I'll come out and hunt with you. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe Bill will come hunt with us. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, uh, lining up. I got the orange ready, Timmy. I'll pick you up. <laughs> I think you look good. Shoot me, shoot me the GPS on your address. We're good to go. Huge <laughs> the Hunter is in the hizzy. 
Yes, and also when you get to come out to get a lucky ticket giveaway, we're doing Metallica October 1st through November 5th from 5 to 11. You get a chance. Uh, you could win Metallica tickets for Ford Field. Uh, you would have guessed. 1,000 points get you entered uh, to win those drawings. So uh, everybody come out and get a chance. Metallica is kind of a big deal. Uh, maybe your chance will, uh, will be here at Soaring Eagle. So make sure you uh, check that out and come out and be part of that. And then our Pumpkin Patch stop Tuesday, October 31st. Uh, from 5 to 11, get out here and get uh, with some uh, premium play, some overnight stays, dining credits, a whole lot of fun. We keep it real. We're doing it big, just like you, Bill. Real huge. Tim McCullough, he's huge every day of the week. The fun governor at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Uh, everything and more that Tim just talked about at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Download uh, the Eagle Access app. And also don't forget about their sister property in Standish, Michigan. For those of you listening on 100.9 FM, the Mitt. The Saganine Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel in Standish. Timmy, good to hear your voice again. Glad you had some downtime, and we'll talk next week. Thanks, Bill. We'll talk to you soon. I mean, Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Big. Bad. Huge.